What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Good morning, man. Good morning, Good morning. Jim. Good, Good morning. morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. We got Brother Jim, Super Dave, and Brother Dave's out of town this week, so we got Brother JR. <laughs> Welcome. Glad to be back. <laughs> Welcome, Brother JR. Yeah, this is his uh, third appearance on the podcast. He's just an easy plug and play. He's always got good things to say, and he's well spoken. So, right, you make our job easy, Jr. Yeah, thanks, oh, Jr. Start Thank calling, you guys. I'm going to start calling you just Bjr. Bjr, brother. Jr. <laughs> oh, Bjr. Yeah. Thank you, guys. First part of that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was teasing everybody this morning because we were going over to the West Plant to keep loading stuff and. I said, make sure you tell Pat if you're in doubt over there, just go WWBD. And everybody kind of looked at me. It was like, what would Brother Dave do? Wasn't that, uh, didn't Erica have that over her desk? But it said, Jim, what would Jim or Dave do? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Got to get the stuff done. That's a really good thing to, I should probably put that somewhere (laughs) on my forehead. (laughs) It'll help. Guys, ready for the Pledge of Allegiance? Yeah, exactly. All right. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. JR, you told me uh, somebody asked you if we stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Yes. That's a great question. It is a good question. And there's two parts to that question. We do not stand during the podcast because of the mics. I guess we could step away from the mics and people would hear us. Uh, But we do say the Pledge of Allegiance before every steering committee we have, and we do stand and we face the flag. Yep, and we we also, we're putting our hands across our hearts too. I mean, I I do. I mean, Take our hats off. Yeah, should take our hats off. But Yeah. yeah, we, yes. We, we respect the flag. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You know, it's not just that, too. It's respecting your country. Yeah. And, and I tell you, you know, so many times people, and this is my thing, how are you doing today? I'm living the dream, you know. I don't think there's enough people that really are thankful that they're living in the United States and living in a free country. And, you know, all of the things that are available in life, you know. There's billions of people in the world that don't have that luxury, so yeah, we got don't it. take it for granted. We got it made. Jr., your AC went out this week. That's gotta it's <laughs> gotta be a little bit uncomfortable, right? Well, let's just say that this rain and this these cooler temps are definitely very welcome. Right. So last night was heaven. The, the <laughs> yes, windows were was. open, fans were on. Yeah, it was like well, sixty three last night. <laughs> but what, I, a, what a first world problem though is my yeah problem. right yeah no, so, right uh, yes. no jam yeah yeah first world <laughs> yeah. problems. I, I think that's that'll be kind of the theme of the whole podcast here. Um, Super Dave is is. I think we take so many things for granted because we're in it. Yeah. You know, we're not, we don't, you know, if you travel a little bit, even if you go on vacation and, you know, you go, I don't know, I was recently for Erica's wedding in the Dominican Republic and you get off in the airport and it's pretty nice, but you drive through their country and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. what, uh, what, third how, world. third world, how sad, you know, and then you yeah. get in your resort and. Here's everybody trying to just kill themselves to take care of you and get a tip and right. do that kind of stuff, and then you leave again and you come back here and our whole our whole, United States is their resort, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I, I think we're I think we're stuck in that and we don't realize that, you know, like like we're just joking with Jr. You know, you don't 
you don't understand that air conditioning until right. you don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and, you know, when the guys, you know, complain about the air conditioning in their trucks or, you know, we have to work outside or stuff like that. We're, we're fortunate that we have that. Most everybody, they're just stuck outside. Yeah. Right? You know, that's, that's a, that's a thing. Walk so. down to the river to get a bucket of water. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tough, you know, to be, to be appreciative. So. You know, yeah. you, talk, you talk about other countries and appreciating what we do have here, or you don't know what you have until you don't have it. That's right. I love going to Mexico. I really do. But there's a certain happiness to me when I'm coming back from vacation or from visiting family that, wow, I'm getting home. I'm getting to a whole different comfort level of things that I may have not had down there. Right. And, and I can go a little further. I mean, I mean, just a camping trip. And I'm talking camping, not glamping, you know, but just a camping trip for a night or two. That's, that's a good reminder as to, wow, you know? Yep. We're supposed to go camping this weekend. Don't know. But after the first night, it's like, oh yeah, my bed's sounding good. So I don't mind roughing it. But if you ever, I don't know when you were in the military jar, but when I was in the Coast Guard, one of the worst places I've been was Port-au-Prince, Haiti. We were doing a repat or repatriation, and we were bringing Haitians back from Guantanamo Bay to Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and they were not happy about going back. But they pumped their raw sewage right into their to their harbor, right. So you pull into that port, and it smells like human feces. And then you look out on the pier, and everyone's either carrying chickens or shotguns. It was the weirdest weirdest thing ever. Yeah, Yeah. talk about poor. So. I remember we had a bunch of Haitians on deck, and uh, the women there, they're not fortunate enough to have, um, uh, what do you call it? Feminine care. Feminine products. Thank you, Jim. And uh, we started handing them out, and it was like like a fight. Like, yeah, it was just like, that was like gold to them. Amazing for them. Amazing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. They were pushing each other over to get to it, and yeah, it was pretty sad, so. Um, before we get too much further, anything you hear on this podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just the opinion of J.R. Sands. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting on that, that on me. Yep. Uh, Episode 39 had 352 downloads. I like that. And we're at 12,850 total downloads. So good week last week. It was uh, maybe a little bit more controversial podcast. We had two complaints. Really, I think two complaints from one person. <laughs> but if anybody else was... Feeling- complaints or reviews, Jim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was stating his opinion, that's all. Feedback. Feedback. There Feedback. you go. Feedback. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So uh, it was a little bit political, and hey, sometimes we got to get that stuff out there. Yeah, and the, the political side of it, you know, I just watched a show the other day, and, and they were really beating up on the guy, and, and, you know, not to get political, but he was a Trump supporter, and they were bashing Trump, and Trump has all sorts of bad things about him. And the guy was like, yeah, I get that, and I understand that. But right now, he looks like he has the best plan. Not him as a person, right. but the best plan for the United States. And I think that's where, where we're all at, is we'd like the best thing for all of us, you know, no matter what that is. And, and, and that's what, what we need to look at, not, not the political party. What is the best? Right. Absolutely. And what's the best for this state? You know, whether you liked our opinions about 
Colorado last week. We just want Colorado to be better. Yeah. And I don't think anybody could be completely happy with the, the state that Colorado's in right now. So. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And coming from, you know, uh, uh, at least on my side of things, I've never leaned to the left or the right. But regardless if I did lean to one side or the other, I think it's really important to listen to both sides. You know, just because, let's say, if I'm Republican – I shouldn't have to listen to Democrats, you know, like I still want to listen to see what their ideas are and or what their plans are, you know, so I, I enjoy it, but that's well, just my opinion. Maybe, maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to bring on somebody who's got a different opinion. Yeah. Yeah, know, exactly. To make it fair. Yeah. Both sides. Yeah. E- yeah either way, either yeah. way. And the, and the whole thing about, about listening, JR is, you know, um, if we don't get too far off, I know we got dad jokes and all the other stuff, but when when we do the steering committee, everybody and maybe some of you guys have heard this. I know Casey and and uh, Dustin, you guys have been through this and different stuff. Ken, I think you have too, and and different guys. But we call we learned a long time ago about the Navajo stick, mm-hmm. and the Navajo people are a, are still are and were and and all sorts of stuff. A very proud people, but they they practice that. Um, when you were in a group and speaking that you held the Navajo stick and it was your turn to speak and they find it rude if you interrupt them why you're speaking because what you should be doing is not thinking of an answer but listening to everything the person with the Navajo stick has and then don't answer quickly pause and then form your answer and give it back to the person you're speaking with. And it's a very probably for us Americans, because I so think so hard. Yes, right? <laughs> that it's a it's a very slow and oh, oh, oh. Oh yeah, Dave, right? <laughs> right? I just I gotta Oh yeah, JR, you said that. I gotta tell you that, you know. And I, I think that's the coolest thing. And and you guys, we try to practice it during the steering committee when we've had meetings, you know, with like Casey and Dustin. I I, I you know mention them and, and Casey really practices it. We we had a meeting the other night and he was like, oh, somebody needs a Navajo stick, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he nice. he called us on it, but yeah, everybody, it's it's uh, what a, what a different concept to truly listen, like you said, Jr. Yeah. Listen to both sides, think about it, and then give your response. I know you guys have heard this before, but you know why you have two ears and one mouth? Yes, sir. <laughs> to listen is twice as much as you speak. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. so. <clears throat> you guys know why COVID couldn't get drinks at the bar? <laughs> <laughs> he was 19. COVID-19. <laughs> what a job, uh, JR. <laughs> Sometimes that, that's so weird. Jam, do, you, do you know what they did before crowbars were invented? No. Crows just stayed home and drank. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. I like that. When uh, we're talking about food, did you hear about the new restaurant called Karma? Oh, yes, but I can't remember. <laughs> there, there's no menu. You just get what you deserve. Oh, <laughs> man. That's a hard one. To Talk about sometimes. service. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know, obviously, Jam, you already brought it up. I'm having AC issues. My AC unit went, went out at home, so I'm very, very happy for this cold weather. But here's mine. Do you guys know any history about air conditioning at all? Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. 
Well, did you know that the air, the inventor of air condition the air conditioner was widely regarded as the coolest guy? Ah, gotcha. <laughs> when he died, thousands of fans attended his funeral. Ooh, <laughs> <thousands> <laughs> of fans. I like that. I like that. Well, uh, since you busted me on mine, Jr., do you know what they call an elephant that just doesn't matter? No, irrelevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> oh, gosh, these things are so obvious, and I still can't think of them. Oh, that's funny. New drivers: Alonzo Ariola. Alonzo may not seem like a new driver because he's been here the last. I was going to say, months. is he a new driver? <laughs> <laughs> he's a new driver. He's not a new passenger. So there welcome, Alonzo. And then we got Jacob Shug and Greg Wise. Welcome, guys. Yeah, welcome, you guys. Welcome, everybody. Yep. Welcome to the JFW family. And a big welcome back to Kendrick Anthony. Yep, welcome back, Ken. Welcome back, Ken. Yep, good to have you back, Ken. And I almost forgot Benny Gonzalez. He wasn't gone very long. Oh, yeah. But he yeah. just came back in today. So. Yeah, I seen him this morning. Welcome back, Benny. Yep, yep. welcome back, Ken. Welcome yep. back, Benny. Yep. Welcome Glad back, to have Benny. you guys back. Yeah, yep. Uh, Troy Hunt, he was like, text me yesterday, is Kendrick back? I'm like, yeah. He's like, wow, no announcement. I'm like, can we get to the podcast? <laughs> like he started Monday and the podcast is Wednesday? Right, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. So, uh, celebrations. Did you, were you going to say something, Jim? No. Oh, no, good. Yeah. Celebrations. We got anniversaries. James Gallegos hits his four years. Oh, right on. Yeah. Congratulations, Saturday, James. This Saturday on the 30th. Congratulations, James. Absolutely. It's still amazing. I just, time means nothing to me. Maybe it's an age thing, but I, I couldn't tell you James was here four years, which is congratulations. But also the guys that are here a year or, yeah. or when we get the 15 years or any of just, it's got times. It's yeah. precious. Yeah, I agree for the most part. Sometimes somebody hit their one year and they're like, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Double check bamboo for that date. Uh, uh, that's funny. And then uh, birthdays. Jason Gamage had a birthday on Monday. Oh, happy birthday, happy Jason. Happy birthday. Damage Gamage. Yep. Randy Hogue and Andy Conrad share a birthday tomorrow. And then Pat Johnson has a birthday this Friday, the 29th. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday, Randy and Andy and yeah. Pat. Yeah. And, then, and then a personal one for me. Uh, my oldest daughter, Danielle's birthday is today. So happy oh, birthday, nice. Danielle. Hey, happy, happy birthday, birthday Danielle. Danielle. Happy birthday, Danielle. Awesome. And then family birthday celebrations. I missed this one, and I'm so glad, man, he told me. But Felipe, mm. he turned 11 years old on the 8th. So yeah. happy birthday, Felipe. Absolutely. And then I also miss Serene, Jose Regal's wife. She had a birthday on the 20th. So happy birthday, Serene. And then... <clears throat> Yesterday was Thomas Morgan's daughter. I think it's pronounced Malaya. If mm. I'm screwing that up, Thomas, I'm sorry. But she turned seven years old yesterday, and that's that's a good fun age. My daughter's about to turn eight, so good age. Happy birthday, Malaya. Yeah, happy birthday, everybody. Those yeah, are, happy birthday. Those are great ages. And, oh, man. Man, to be seven or 11 <sighs> again and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of stress-free <laughs> yeah yeah those are the good old days for sure but back when we were seven things were a lot different you could just grip grab your bike and go go off for the whole day yeah. and just be be back home when the street lights come on and that was cool now yeah, so true Jim. that is yeah if i didn't know where my daughter was for five minutes i'd be out looking for her so right she's crazy right so uh so true jim yep 
Shout outs. Want to give a shout out to Veronica. Veronica witnessed an accident the other day. It was pretty violent. And man, she sprung into action. It was just. She did. You know, I mean, it, it was like a no brainer. Air brakes got set, seatbelt came off. She went flying out of that cab and running up to the car. She couldn't help the person. Luckily, the person was okay. I believe there was a police chase involved and the cops asked her to back away. But not everybody not everybody has that in them. You know, there's this thing called the, the bystander effect where, you know, if there's 10 people witness something, there's less chance of somebody doing something than if you witnessed it with two people because you just think somebody else is going to take care of it. So it was, it was pretty amazing to watch Veronica. She, she rushed into the fire. Leap into action. Yeah. yeah. She ran towards the gunshots, basically, yeah. you know? Yeah. Can you, can you, Jam, put that out on, like, the Facebook clip? You know how you do some of the accents? Because there's nothing in there. Because that, that's horrific. Yeah, let me ask Veronica if I could show the inward and outward, if she's good with that. If not, I'll definitely put the outward. The, the outward, yeah. It still shows her running out with, oh, yeah. when everybody else is just sitting in their cars. Yeah, but to really get the effect of what went on in that cab, like I'd, I'd like to be able to show the inward. So yeah. I'll ask her. That was awesome. I don't think I've ever seen a truck driver get out of the truck so fast. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah good you use your three points of stance there, three brother, points of contact. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brother Dave, I forget if he was reading a book or where he heard it, but he was talking about heroes. They've done studies, and heroes have a bigger amygdala, amygdala right, yeah, than think, other people. If your amygdala is a certain size, you're not going to be a hero. You're not running into the fire. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> and that, just so you know, is a part of your brain yeah yeah i was just the reason i giggle is i like i hope mine's big because i would want to be a hero right i mean i want to i want to i want to help i think you got a big amygdala jim just (laughs) (laughs) because i remember we thought so here's the deal we thought a tire blew up on mike bortz's truck one day and you you sprung into action you went running over there me i like to assess the situation a little bit i want to make sure the scene's safe and what are we running into and like Put a little bit of a plan together in my head, but <laughs> yeah, you. You, you went running into the fire, so you probably got a pretty big amygdala. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do remember that morning too. <laughs> it's just so funny. Is, it, I, is that the hero part, or is that the, the, the dummy part? <laughs> yeah. So, so when I was a when I was a bouncer, I was told I got more balls than brains. <laughs> I would like to argue, no, I have a bigger amygdala. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I always like that. Is that hot? But you have to touch it. Right. Right? <laughs> exactly. Want to give a shout out to Jose Regal. His safety score is up six points. He went from 88 to 94. Oh, right. So right. good work, Jose. Yeah, yeah good job, hard. Jose. Not yep, only is definitely. it a good job, but I like that he wanted me to know that. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's trying his very he's, best. He's paying attention, and he wants that score to come up. And great job, Jose. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, great, good job. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Felipe, Manny's son. He wanted me to know Felipe's son doing so good at football. He's being scouted at 11 years old to be a starting QB for other teams. They're trying oh. to get a hold of his kid. Fantastic. Which is crazy because Manny's his coach. So okay. Manny's like, I might not even coach next year. They want my son to play for a different team. Oh, you know wow. I mean? So that's I thought cool. that was pretty cool. So Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> great job, Felipe. Felipe. Felipe listens to the podcast, by the way. Oh, good. So, good, good job, Felipe. <laughs> well, remember to keep your grades up. I'm just going to be the dad. You know, <laughs> sports is everything, but... You know, you're you're a you're a no matter where you go and what you do, you will be a student 
athlete. (laughs) That student comes first. That'll take you farther than the athletics at some point. Great advice. Yeah, always always be both. You break your legs or something, then what do you got? Yeah, always always be both, Felipe. You You got the first playing card from him, didn't you? I was honored. I have to say, JR, you know. If you were cool, you would have got one too. <laughs> but uh, Felipe has actual football cards. Oh, that's cool. And man is like, hey, you know, my my son, he wanted me to give you something, and it was it was his football card. So, hey, yeah. hang on to it, Jam. Oh, you yeah. just never know, Ooh, right? That's a good point. You Jim. just never know. I've had that on my on my desk. I think I'm going to take it home and put it in my safe, just yep. in case. Just in case. Yeah. Manny did yeah. tell me he's got mine at his house. So yeah. if I got to go pick it up, I expect an autograph on that too. <laughs> oh, I'm going to one-up you with an autograph. I'll wait till he has an actual signature. You probably doesn't know how to write in cursive yet. So. <laughs> Whatever it might be. If it's an X, it's good. Yep. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Speaking of Manny V, Troy Hunt wants to give Manny V a shout-out for being an all-around good guy, a team player, and he says he doesn't get as enough recognition as he deserves. Mm, good, so, good. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that, Troy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I agree. I agree. You know that saying we always say is that the when you do do the right things when you're not being seen, I think Manny is that guy. He does all the right things when he's not being seen, and even if he was, but yeah. he doesn't expect that recognition. Yeah, so, so true, and I think that's what, you know, when we do get feedback about the podcast that – you know, we, we don't give enough recognition to enough different people, and that's the same thing. There, there's probably tons of people doing the right thing. Just We just don't ever see it. We don't mention it. We don't get to it. We don't, yeah. you know, it's, right. so, it's, it's behind the scenes. But that's also the unsung heroes that we don't deal with. The silent warriors? Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole thing yeah. that you just, you know. Just on that note, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I got – this is to Manny, basically, you know. A couple weeks ago, he did call me out on something at the fuel line. He's like, hey, man, I know me and you are friends, but you've never told me good job. Hmm. And I think it's because I know he does a good job. And, you know, even though he doesn't, he doesn't really expect it, you know, like he doesn't need to be recognized that way, but it's still nice to say it to him. And mm-hmm. he's right, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep referring back or going back into my memory, and I'm like, man, I have never told him good job, and he's one of my good friends outside of work. So you know yeah. what? Yeah, Manny, good job, man. I mean, nice. I couldn't be prouder of you, especially yeah. for the fact of you coming back of you know after having left us for a while, because he's one of the guys that came back. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so he does everything right, and when he does train, I know he hasn't been training or anything, but uh, for I don't know how long already, but uh, he does try to do it the right way. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. But I think it's so cool of Troy, too. So <clears throat> we did send out that second uh, well-being survey or a pulse survey is what I like to call them. Mm-hmm. The thing we were lacking in, again, was recognition. We had some really good feedback and positive stuff, and some people feel they get recognition. Some people feel they don't need recognition, and other people feel like we only recognize the bad things or only certain people get recognition. So... That's, a, I think, right now, our toughest struggle is the recognition department. But what about you guys? Recognize each other. Troy took the time to tell me, hey, we got a guy out there that's not getting enough recognition. His name's Manny V. You know what I mean? So it's kind of up to you guys, too, to recognize each other and let us know what's going on. You know, we're in the office, and there's a lot of things going on, and it is hard to recognize everybody. And 
there's some people that it's just easier to talk about because either their personality or, you know, they're always either saying something or, you know, I know we've given Freddie a lot of recognition, but Freddie talks to us a lot. Yeah. He, he, you know what I mean? He's, he, he's, yeah, he's, I'm about to mention him. You know, oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, because Perfect. he, but he, but he texted us. So he texted oh, yeah. you, but you, you shared it with us. And yeah, yeah Freddie, uh, just right quick, man, you're my hero for not rushing into the fire, <laughs> but the hero for standing up or, or not standing up. You just voiced your opinion yeah. very well about our last podcast yeah. and gave your opinion. And we want that. We recognize that. We appreciate that. And that's that's JR's point earlier in the podcast is we were able to listen to somebody else's opinion, think about it, and he gave it to us. He listened to ours. He's listening to our damn podcast. He doesn't have to do that. Reluctantly, right? that part. <laughs> Freddie asked that we move our politics to the end of the podcast so he could get through the good stuff. And right, then and then he's going to shut us off. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Don't do that, Freddie. Hang yep. in with us, man. We're going to make sure we put it at the very beginning. Make you suffer. Yeah. Just kidding. Yep. Yeah, great point, Jim. Yeah, we, we just, yeah, recognizing everybody, that's, and you just brought it up, Jim, and, and I was sitting here thinking when you said that, you know, trying to hold on to the Navajo stick and let you let you finish, is, you know, you guys, you give, we're asking you for feedback, you did like the pulse survey, and you leave it up to us, you know, we're a bigger group than just us, just the leadership team, just the people in the office, you know, Help us cheer. This is a team. This is a team event. We just like you said, Jam. Recognize your friend. Let Jam know. Say something on the radio. Yep. You know we're 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 in it together. Period. It, yeah. No, Jam. It, we're. I need to Navajo stick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the radio this works the same, right? I like to be interrupted <laughs> on this. I was just saying peer to peer feedback. You yeah. Know what I mean, like we're we're trying to set up this review system also. Where, yeah, we get to, you know, as far as your, your performance review goes, it's called the 360 review. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of your supervisors is going to review you, but you're going to do a self-assessment and review yourself. And then there's peer-to-peer feedback. You know, I don't know that it would be so much, you know, any other driver, but maybe, you know, somebody in a leadership position or somebody that actually sees maybe one of the safety directors as well. Or maybe it would just be another driver, but you got to recognize each other, too. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, on that note, you know, uh, during orientation, the, the first day of class for, for new drivers that come in, uh, you know, there's a portion at the beginning of it where I have, you know, a picture of Jim, Brother Dave, yourself, Jam, Super Dave, and pretty much, hey, if in case you haven't seen them this morning, this is Jim, this is Dave, you know, and if you see them out there, say hello, you know. And <clears throat> I go into that portion of saying – we stand out there by the shop. We're out there in the yard trying to help out other drivers if, if they need our help or anything like that, you know. And do not be afraid to talk to us. Right. Come say hello. Say good morning. Um, even if we are in a conversation or whatever, you know, join in on it. Yep. Nobody, n- nobody's more important than you. If you got something to talk about, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We're And, I, I mean, I, I'm sure guys are like, oh, those guys are all just standing out there again or they're just out there again or whatever. <laughs> we're standing out there to be visible. You know, and, you know, in the afternoons or a lot of times I'm in my office upstairs and stuff and I'm not visible. I enjoy being out there because I'm out there for everybody to see. Come talk to me. 
you know, or, or, or whatever needs to be done. We're there for you guys. Yep. Customer service. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And some people say, you know, oh, well, you guys look like you're in a conversation. You know, we don't want to interrupt. Trust me, if that conversation was private, it wouldn't be had outside. Yeah. Yeah. And also, a lot of times somebody will come up to us with the issue and one of us will break off. Yep. You know, the conversation will still go, but one of us breaks off and takes care of the issue or helps you or gets you a broom or helps yeah. you sell your yeah. truck, whatever it is. Yeah. So. Or as big as we are, it takes all of us to figure it out. Like, yeah. where's that trailer? Where's that truck? What What's this doing? What's Chris doing? What's, right. you know, who's doing what in the shop? Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to read this text message from Richard Garul. Richard Garul was uh, one of our guys that left. Let me turn my flashlight off here. <laughs> what the heck? Anyway, Richard was a, guy, a driver that worked here, and he had a, he moved down in the spring. So he left on really good terms. He did a good job when I was here. He was super engaged. But anyway, he actually went to work for his dad down in the Colorado Springs area. So mm. he said, um, hey, Jam, it's Richard Gruel. I don't have your email, but I've been wanting to tell you and the brothers congrats on the new yard. I still listen to your guys' podcast and love all the topics and all the things you guys are doing there. I wish I could have stayed, but it's always nice to see a JFW truck down here in Colorado Springs and Pueblo. Miss you guys and everyone up there. Then he goes on to say, thank you for putting the new cameras in while I was there. It was a great help, and I changed my ways of driving out there. Thank you again for all my experience and many memories. I'm sorry I took so long to make this. I've been busy. May God bless you and the JFW family. Very Man. nice. Can't, awesome. can't get better than that. Yep. So there's well, Richard was a good guy. <laughs> Well, well, a good it job. does get better, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But there's there's recognition. Yeah. There's recognition. You know, if you if you don't think you're getting enough recognition, right there is a recognition for every person yep. here. Yep. When I said it does get better, Jim, is because you wrote more. Not, <laughs> not that it actually got better than I mean, you can't really get you could get as good as that message, but not better, right? But he says, PS, if possible. Can you ask the brothers what low gauges you guys are running? I'm trying to, to I'm trying to perfect my truck at my dad's. Thank you in advance. Mm -hmm. So not only did he appreciate what we did, not only did he appreciate the cameras, not only does he recognize what we're doing, but he wants to be better where he's at, and he's asking for equipment advice. So how great is that? Sure. Yeah. Abs absolutely. Yeah, great to hear from you, Richard. Um, we will get you an answer on low gauges. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Yeah. Just to. Uh, Super Dave, I, you just happened to mention to me yesterday because I asked you about Matt. Matt. Uh, Matt off. Off, yes. And you said he was in, in North Carolina, and you mm -hmm. said you spoke to him a little while ago. And he said he got a job doing the exact same thing, except he's having to teach them the JFW. Way. Yeah, isn't and that he, cool? And you got a kick out of that. Yeah. And yeah, that's where, you know, whether you call it the JFW way or not, you can take that into, you know, hopefully what we practice here and we talk about it all the time, you can take about it into you can take it to any piece of your life you know and i know we're going to discuss that more jam but that's what me and you've been talking about for for, for two for yeah a couple weeks yeah. yeah i want we could actually skip i'll come back to some of this other stuff but <clears throat> yeah it's something that's been kind of on my heart lately and you know the way we do things here at jfw is different you know everyone's got to admit that you know we have our creed and we like to live by the creed I've read the creed to my family. We talk about the creed in my house. When I meet somebody, I can tell if they're part of, if they're the JFW culture or not. Mm -hmm. 
and I've ran into a, a few different situations, not with people, but well, people at businesses. So let me give you a couple examples, right? I have a lawyer, <clears throat> not for anything so bad, like some custody stuff. He lets me down constantly. To me, he's not the JFW culture, and he doesn't live by the JFW creed. And he should, because it's important, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> me and my wife joined Costco the other day. We walk in there, we're all geeked out like we're buying food in bulk and this is going to be great and <laughs> our first experience well i'm kind of such a i'm such a jokester so we walk in there and i walk up to the customer service and there's a young girl there and i tell her we want to move on up to the east side <laughs> <laughs> is that a jokester or your age could come be. on <laughs> and I, it could be my dad jokes and i slap my hand on the table and she just staring at me I was, like, <laughs> I was like do you know what that means she's like no i was like we want to join Costco. <laughs> so anyway, we had a good experience with her. She was real friendly, and I explained the Jeffersons to her. So it was all good. But then we're walking around, and I mean, you put us in Walmart. We know. I mean, we don't need. I mean, we just walk through the aisles, and we know where everything is. And we get into Costco, and it's like the first time you're in New York City, and you're looking around like, okay, what am I doing here? So we asked my wife, asked the guy that works there, hey, do you have any yams? And he starts walking away as he's answering. Ah, it pissed me off. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is not the, that is not the JFW way. He couldn't work here, you know, or he'd have to change his ways to be a culture fit, right? We also started this diet plan this week, and I got an old friend, Rick Socius from Fit Foods for You. Shameless plug. He doesn't listen to this, so maybe he will. But uh, <clears throat> he writes me and my wife a food program for the week, and we decide we're going to work with this guy. We checked out some other things and finally go to go with Rick. And, uh, you know, he's like, all right, well, you know, I'll be over at your house Saturday at 3 o'clock. Okay, cool. Well, at like 10 a.m., he texts me, hey, I'm going to be a little bit later. I have an eye doctor's appointment. It'll be like 3.30. He was at my house at like 3.20. So, one, communicated. Two, did what he said he was going to do, right? So he meets with us, he talks. This is on a Friday night. We want to have our food program by Saturday so we could go grocery shopping and food prep. <clears throat> He's like, I'll have this to you by 3 p.m., 2.45, we got it, right? So here's a guy that does what he says he's going to do. I want to say he's going above and beyond, but it's kind of like we talked about. If you want to stand out and be different, just do what you're going to say you're going to do because most people don't do that anymore. You know, and he's checked on us every day since he wrote the food program. And we didn't pay him a whole lot of money either. You know, my lawyer, you would think he's checking on us every day. But no, but no, my buddy Rick, you know, he wants to give us the best experience he can and he cares. And that's, I guess, what what's been on my heart is I just know the heart of Jim and Dave and Super Dave and the steering committee and. Most of the drivers here and the effort they want to put in, JR, Scooby, Kendrick, you know, Pat, I, I can't shout it to everybody, but I just know the effort and the hearts that go into having a day here at JFW. I just don't see that out there a lot. And it's, it's a little bit annoying to be out and not get served correctly, but it also gives me a, like a great sense of pride and I'm proud to be here, you know, doing this every day to the best that we can. And we're not perfect. I mean... We're, we're far from perfect. Yeah. So you got to throw that out, you know? I've kicked myself in the ass about three times already this morning because I missed something. I'm like, well, shit, you know? Yeah. 
every single problem at JFW is all of our problems. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like it mm -hmm. takes us all to fix it. And it's like when you miss something, it's like, well, shit. You know, and like you said, we're never going to be perfect, but you got to try. That's, you know? that's the whole key, Jam. And, and you, when you talk about the heart is you, you just met, you kicked your butt, you kicked yourself in the butt three times already today because you care because that's where your heart's at. And that's what we see. And I, I think that you guys out in your trucks and gals out in your trucks, you just don't see the effort because you're by yourselves out there. Right. And that, that is the discouraging part on our side is how much we do care you know, we get, I'll throw it out there. I'll start it right off. We got, we got a, a rate issue, you know, being talked about with the change of materials in, at Fry's and, and hauling from up north to Central and West and 11. And guys, we haven't hauled out of there for years to Fry's. You know, can we change it? I, I don't know at this point. You know, we were working hard on the rates from the, from the places up north. You know, is it going to kill everybody? No. Is it not? Is it not the best? Yeah, but... We got so much negative feedback, and it was one day. Right. One day, and we got all this. We just got kicked and kicked and kicked over it. Yeah. And yet nobody nobody sent those kind of emails and texts and stuff out when we gave raises out. Right. And you, when you get your quarterly bonuses and when you take a PTO day and – you know it, that's that's the discouraging part, and I, and I don't I don't want to harp on it, right? But boy, do we jump on that negative stuff on that on that right. low road, just just hard, and and you know, and you call it the JFWA. Those words, your lawyer's not giving you any values. He's not respecting you and Ace, right, Jam? The person at Costco didn't. Nope. You know, and and as me and Jam talked about it over the last couple of weeks, I. I told him we went to Dairy Queen and, and, you know, there's a in Brighton there and there's a big line of cars outside going through the drive through. And, you know, I like to joke that I hate the drive through because that's just lazy people that won't go inside, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is terrible. But then I'm really thinking if I'm having Dairy Queen, I'm going to park as far away as I can and walk because I got to walk the ice cream off. Right. Or I'm, I'm trying <laughs> work with me here. Right. Um, anyway. We, we order a couple of blizzards, and the the gentleman behind the counter is amazing, you guys. He's like, oh, I'll bring those out to you. Don't worry about it. What else do you need? Oh, that's my favorite flavor. You know, I also like this one. Have you guys tried this? You know, all sorts of stuff. And I'm just like, God, that, that person is wonderful. Brings it to the table. You know, and, and how long, you guys all know about it, about flipping the blizzard over. Has that not been 30 years of showing how to flip? The, does that guy really have to flip the blizzard over? <laughs> no. <laughs> did he flip the blizzard over? Yes, he did. <laughs> Absolutely. Because what is that? That is bringing value to that service. And he handed it to us. And I'm like, that's amazing. And yet, I, I was at a Burger King one time and you know watching him make my hamburger. And the guy's just mindlessly squeezing ketchup out on the hamburgers and at one point, he just takes a ketchup bottle as I'm waiting, and he makes a nice line on the bottom of the door of the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes back to making hamburgers. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, whoa. And everybody in this place looking at me and go, I don't want my hamburger made by that guy right there. I don't want the ketchup that he just smeared on the bottom of the microwave door. Right. And the kid turns around like, what? Exactly. Right. 
what? You know, I don't, I don't want ketchup out of that bottle. Right. You know, and, and that, that's what we're talking about, Jam. Yeah, we're, deliver, we're talking about honest value. I know, Super Dave, you love that, that line in the creed as much as I do, but it's together, yeah, we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. And we serve each other. You guys serve us. We serve you. Then we serve our customer. Don't be the kid at McDonald's putting ketchup on the bottom of the microwave when we're at Brandon. You know, make sure you got your PPE on when you get out of your truck. That's honest value. Like from A to Z, no matter what you do in your life, give it a hundred percent. Be the best at it that you can. Yeah, and is that you know we were just talked about it before the podcast started. Being better, or however you want to look at it, is hard. It's hard work, isn't it, Jam? Or, or how 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 do you say it? I, I think you. It's it's better. It's not easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. It's better. It's not easier. Yeah, you know. And and just this morning, um, and and, and I'm, I'll owe him apologize or I'll owe him an apology if you know if I upset him. But, um, uh, Potter stopped by, had a flat tire and stuff, and, and he came in the shop and and he came in a little fast and. I said, Potter, good morning, and I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna jump your your shit, you know. I said you came in the shop too fast, and I said we were all standing here, and I, you know, and he he was like, oh man, I'm sorry, and he sent me a text, I'm sorry, and I just texted him back, you know, as as leaders, and I'm not saying he's a leader, which he is a leader, but everybody is a leader, everybody represents us, and I don't think. We've talked about it in podcast after podcast of, you know, like throwing the cigarette butt out the, out the window, but you have a Marine license plate. What do we think of all Marines since this one person might not even be their car threw that cigarette butt out? You know, what do we think of all truck drivers that, that cut you off? You know, what do you, you know, all of you guys, what do you, what do you think of bosses or managers or, you know, when you get that one that's that's on a on a power trip yeah just imagine we're standing out circled up in the morning having a conversation and somebody comes up to us and needs some help and we give them a shitty answer as we walk away oh man right i can't imagine that that hurts my heart right now jim yeah or i can't imagine if somebody came up to me and asked me for something and i did that in front of you guys you guys would probably pull me aside and be like jim is there something wrong? Are you sick? Did you hit your head? Like, <laughs> why aren't you taking care of our, our people? You know, we just don't do that here. No. I definitely think it's a mindset, a mindset of positivity. I mean, you wake up negative from the very moment you wake up. That's, that's your day. Right. And something I've kind of in the past, I don't know, I'd say maybe five to 10 years, something that goes in my head all the time is, hey, Positive thoughts plus positive actions equals positive outcomes. Mm, positive vibes. Exactly, you know, and, and it's a pride thing too, you know. You got to have pride in the things you do in everyday life, whether it's at work, at home, whatever. It doesn't matter how small or how big. The way you do things, you should be prideful in those things, you know. Do them the right way. And and I know you guys mentioned this a couple podcasts ago about that uh, – four-star Navy Navy Admiral, the speech he gave in front of a graduating class. And he says, make your bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. so simple, so something you do almost every single day gives you that gratification, and it's one less thing you have to do for that day. 
now you go on to the next task and the next task but you continue to give it 100 percent of what you can it's about your values it's about who you are inside so maybe you hate your job maybe you hate the your roommate right or whatever but it's about how you go about doing things from inside your heart do you want to do your best or do you not care so you're going to do your worst you know, just because you don't like your roommate doesn't mean you treat them like shit. You know, um, if you have your values lined up and your your morals, and I don't want to say pride, but you go about your task to the best of your ability because that's what you're doing right now. So you don't want to do it half-assed. You want to do a good job. And then in the end, you don't have to worry about not liking about who you're with or who you're working for or whatever but you're confident inside that you did your best and you're happy. That's what makes you happy. Oh yeah. I'd have a lot of time going a lot easier time going to bed at night knowing that I gave my very best even if it wasn't a great day than if I half-assed it. You know what I mean? And just didn't care. So, but getting back to that guy at Dairy Queen, I I worked for a guy at a I was a warehouse manager at an electrical distribution place, right? And uh Man, the owner used to always tell us, hey, when you're out and about and you meet somebody, like the guy you met at Dairy Queen, Jim, Mm -hmm. recruit them because Mm -hmm. we need people like that. Mm -hmm. It's harder for us because most of the people that work here need to have a CDL. And I think, Jim, you said the kid might have been 16. So, yeah, you know, yeah. But, you know, if we were in a, a different business that wasn't, you know, a requirement to have a CDL or something like that, those are the type of people that you want to work here Maybe when we run into somebody that we, we help them get their CDL or, you know, maybe there's a job in the office they could do or, Absolutely, you know, yeah. something where it's like, okay, you're our culture. You're our people. We yeah. want you to work here. Yeah, this, this young man would have brought positivity, just like you mentioned, JR, yeah. no matter where he was at. I'm sure he's got his bad days or whatever, but, you know, he's, making, he's making whatever at Dairy. I mean, he's working at Dairy Queen. Come on, you yeah. know? I mean... I doubt. I bet he's got a career ahead of him, and and anything else that'll be bright. But yeah, we could, we could. He could be a greeter out at the fuel pumps, Jam. <laughs> right. And be and bring positivity to that to that area, you know. Wow. And and uh, as I was listening to Super Dave, your little point on that, Dave, the the political side of me plopped back in where <laughs> I think sometimes we, we, the government does what's easiest you know maybe it's not the best you know or better or whatever or maybe it meets the masses and we don't think of that either because it's we're, we're thinking individual and what is good for that big group right because it's it's to get the most value to the big group instead of the best for like the 10 people or something you know maybe maybe that's the way we need to look at a lot of things too yeah, you know, that's very and, true. You know, you can't. I, I'm a Star Trek or a Star Wars dude, but that was Spock. Yeah, you know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you also touched upon saying your morals. You know, and everybody can have different morals. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Not to might be a little bit weird, but I guess you can you can have multiple wives. You know. That, that's your morals as such, you know, and you, you believe in that or you have a single partner. But it doesn't mean you go out and kill people. 
right. I mean, it does. It does. It doesn't mean you're rude. You know, you turn your back on you at Costco if you worked at Costco just because you have a couple wives. Right. You know, there's still that respect and values and stuff like that. If that if that makes sense, maybe that's a little off off, <laughs> off kilter. But I don't know. I was trying to think of something not bad, but still, you you still respect. There's that right. there's that basis of of creating value. Right. Yeah. Yep. I want to know how do we how do we get everybody to feel like Richard Garul? It's it, man. I go back to it, man. I really have to harp on it. It's a mindset, man. Right. It really is, it, and and I think it just begins with each individual. You know what you are and what you think is what you're going to attract. You you think negative, whether it be about rates or right. whether it be about your job in general or just life in general, that's what is going to bring you down. So I guess what if Richard, I guess my question is, okay, what if Richard Garul was hardwired from Firestone to Central and then he had a haul Fry Rock to Central instead? How would he handle that? He might ask, right? But just so everybody knows, getting back to that to that hall and that, I'm not trying to change gears here or change yeah. topics, right? But we don't have that hall right now. That's not where the customer's getting their material. It's not like we said, hey, we're going to do this to screw the driver. You know what I mean? If we're yeah, even truly right. getting screwed. We didn't wake up, <clears throat> circle up in the morning and be like, hey, you know what? Let's not haul out of Firestone Essential anymore. We should do it from Fry. That's going to piss drivers off. Yeah. So we need a little bit of an understanding. Like, so... We've hauled eight loads from Fry to Central so far. I try to pull some data before the podcast. There's not enough to go on. Like, we are checking the rates. We are checking the haul. You know, we did hear that people are upset, so we want to see if there's something to be upset about. We haven't even done it enough. But, you know, it's okay when somebody's hardwired on that haul when it's advantageous to them. But then all of a sudden, we, we change material. We didn't change material. A customer changes material. Because why did they change materials, though, Jim? Can I? I, I don't know. I don't they're, know. They're out. They can't. They can't. The other pits can't yeah. make enough gravel. Firestone or Fort Lupton. Yeah, they don't have it. Yeah, and then even if they are making it, it's so wet that it's messing up the the concrete or the the cement, not right. the cement, right. but the concrete, the mixes, and right. and and nobody's nobody's seeing the big picture. I mean, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jim, but along your lines of that is. You know, fuel prices are up. We didn't have anything to do with that, right? But that right. that's something we have to overcome. There's a cement shortage right now. We're having to go to Pueblo and, and everywhere else to get the stuff. It's there's no matter what's going on, there's a recession right now. Right. You know, things yeah. are things are not the brightest out there in the world and everybody's having to pay for it and and you know, we hauled on it one day and we got we got beat over the head of of the change and the whole goal is like you said jam or in jr is you know especially jr get up in the morning what's your positivity what's happening today oh there's a switch on material well i'm going to complain about it or i'm going to take this on because that's what's going on right now you know ask like you said jam ask you know is this going to be a long time out of fries probably not because who owns Morton? Brandon. Would you like to buy your material from someplace else, or would you like to buy it from yourself? I like to pay myself. <laughs> you know, it's it's the little things. You know, it's the it's whoa. Let's look at the let's look at the big picture. 
you know and and jam i don't know maybe it's it's a little bit i don't know when you when you have that person complain too but you look them up where they're at on the company their production right and they're they're the bottom 50 percent right and you're like well, you could help yourself out a lot, period. Right. We're, we're hurting you now. <laughs> really, we are hurting you. Right. Because you were already hurting yourself. Right. So. Regardless yeah. of the reasons, I mean, it's, isn't it what the customer wants is what he gets, you know? You know, if, if I ordered a, you know, a, a tandem full of rock from, let's say, River Rock from Morton, right? But then the tandem driver comes like, nope. Like, I, I'm going to go get you Fry Rock and said, no, I want River Rock. Well, no, I want Fry Rock because that's going to pay me better. Yeah. That's just not the way it works. Yeah. And it's back to the hardwire thing. Yeah. That's my haul. Instead of hauling everything. So you're not stuck on the one thing. You know what I mean? So when there's a change, you can embrace it easier. You know, all, all, all the different stuff to, to, to keep going and stay positive. Yeah. The, the hard thing for people to do is they... They, it's like a gut reaction, a knee-jerk reaction. Well, this pays $2 less a ton than the last haul did. What the heck's up with that? But then if you think about it, there's always that second thought. Like, okay, they cut that material off. They don't have enough of it to supply the customer. Well, we have to take care of that customer because that's the hand that feeds us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to take care of that hand so it continues to feed us. And today you might be eating hot dogs, but tomorrow you're going to eat steak. Yeah. So you have to think of the positive side and not just focus on that negative side when it presents itself, because that's what we all do. It's a knee-jerk reaction, you know? Right. Also, be realistic and rational with yourselves, right? So one comment I've heard recently from, from one of our senior drivers is, you know I don't haul plants. <coughs> Okay, well, let's, let's, let's keep it real then. If you don't want to haul plants in the summertime, let's make sure you don't haul plants in the wintertime too. <laughs> That's keep, what we do in the winter, right? Right. You know, or a guy's hardwired to Central from Firestone. Hey, this is my run. I run Firestone to Central. Okay, well, we don't have that right now, so do you want to stay home? Or, you know, <laughs> are you going to haul the rock where we're getting it from? Yeah. Right, that, that does piss me off a little bit, like... You can't have your cake and eat it too. Now, if you were a guy that does everything and just goes wherever we would tell you, and that would probably make you a top 10 hauler, by the way, because the top 10 guys are not hardwired on anything. Well, when we make a change, it's not going to bug you that much. Okay, well, I'll just go wherever you say because it works out to my advantage anyway. I'm earning a good living, and I don't worry about it, and I just go do what you tell me, and I'm a top earner. You know, but you can't have your cake. You can't, you can't draw a line in the sand and say, I do this or I don't do that. Well, then when it changes, you don't want to do it. I mean, that's not fair to anybody. That's not realistic. That's not rational. No, what you're asking, Jam, is should we react like they react? Well, we won't because that's not who we are. Exactly. Right? We're going we're gonna to do our very best and try to make people happy no matter what. And, and we're working on it, and we've hauled eight loads or right. so, yeah, a day. I mean, if if we did, our knee-jerk reaction would be like, okay, don't come to work today. Yeah. We'll put somebody else in your truck. You know, I, I can't imagine myself, you know, getting here on one day, and we got, you know, a Monday. Too many people off, and there's one truck out there. Jim, Brother Dave, JR, can you go drive for us? I, I can't imagine responding with, 
you know I don't drive. <laughs> you know, like, wait, I could imagine the, the surprise look on them if I ever answered that way. You know, technically you could say, hey, I'm hardwired to my safety director position, right? right. I guess you can say that. But looking at the bigger picture, when there's a truck out there, that's less money for JFW, which means less money for drivers, programs, benefits, things that even I or all of us in this room take advantage of. How can I say no to that? Yeah. That just reminds me of a funny story. I'm just going to lighten the mood a little bit, but Scooby, when he first came back, <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to Brother Dave like, yeah, I think I'm going to go I'm gonna go do a ride-along. And <laughs> Brother Dave was like, I think you're going to go on a drive-along. <laughs> you know, and, and he had that thing with Jennifer at the time where he's like, don't send me to the mountains. Don't send me the mountains. <laughs> Scooby, you're going to fair play. <laughs> but, but, well, he, he but, came back as a safety guy because he, he left his driving job because he's burned out on driving. And right. We had him drive every day for, for like three, three months because right? <laughs> we were so short on we drivers. Like, we like to test people. <laughs> <laughs> but what did Scooby do? Did he say, oh, I, I, don't, I don't do that. Yeah. He stepped uh, up and overcame. Yeah, he's like, don't send me to fair play. You're going to fair play. All right, I'm going to fair play. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing's, uh, to me, nothing's set in stone here. Right. You know, it's <laughs> nothing. It, change, it nothing. changes every day. Yeah, it? yeah. And if you, and man, if you don't, if you don't embrace the changes, you know, I was just <laughs> sitting here listening to you guys talk because I try to think of what else is the same as we're talking about, so it doesn't sound like we're. We're dogging on people or running the same thing, but it, it's like me and Holly or, or, or my wife. It's not roses every day, but it doesn't mean one thing changes and we, you know you kick you know, I kick her out or I'm leaving. Right? You know, I mean, you can't can't do that, and I can't I can't just go to her and go every day. Go, well, I hate that I hate the creamer you bought for the coffee. I hate the creamer you bought for the coffee. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm you know I'm moving out. Right. <laughs> it's just the freaking creamer right. you know have a discussion or or find out the reason or or you know just like everything i go holly how can we have this creamer man the store was out i don't know what's up with it i, I can't find it anywhere or what if they quit making it just quit making it. no Jan. i want that creamer <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> you yeah know, either uh, either i'm drinking that creamer or i'm not or yeah, I refuse to drink any other creamer. Well, you're not getting creamer anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's that one flavor of the creamer? The the nut, the nutmeg, Hazel, hazelnut, whatever yeah, hazelnut. it is. Yeah. I don't like it. Like it, it. I don't know. There's something about it that I just don't like. Am I going to complain? No. Why? I still have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know we don't. That's the thing too. We don't expect. Sometimes you can't fix it if you don't know about it. So then if you have a bunch of people not saying anything about it and you're just living with it, you know, you, you can't fix it. So there is that fine line, you know, but then the other time when it's too much complaining, you're just like, oh, my God, you know, yeah, I hate hazelnut. I hate hazelnut, right? But, you know, I got my coffee. <laughs> yeah. Got to look at it the positive way. Right. Creamer sounds so good. I've been drinking my coffee black all week. Oh, that's 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 tough. <laughs> Luckily I got some good coffee. Shout out to Red Silo out of Arvada. They make some good coffees. Are now. they uh are they uh Oh, I can't even like, what like I'm a, asking like you. A boutique, you mean? 
No, are they people like in in trouble, and then they they make coffee like that one? No, that, we heard that was about a church. Uh, purple, purple something. Purple, that yeah, yeah. Had no. a group of no red silo. Uh, I found out about Red Silo. Somebody in my men's group at church, his wife is a co-owner of Red Silo. Oh, okay. So I'm like, well, okay. let's see what Red Silo's all yeah. about. <clears throat> well, there's a place in Washington or Seattle or Portland or something that, that gets in their coffee beans. There's only one Red Silo in the world, and that's in Arvada. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're all culture. Awesome. Yep. I awesome. went in there, didn't name job, didn't say, hey, I'm friends with the the wife's husband or the, hus- the, the owner's wa- husband or went in there and said, hey, I've never been here before. I want to get some some blends. And, oh, well, let me tell you, like, A1. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that nice? Yeah. You know? So Yeah, good stuff. But I had a, a rum. They, they finished their, I had a whiskey barrel. Like, they finished it in bourbon or bourbon barrel. Yeah. And then I just did one in rum. And, yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not drunk. Are right you now. drinking or are you having <laughs> All right, coffee? You, you've been coming smiling more in the mornings than you usually do, Jam. I'm starting to sweat. I think I need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that that's another subject, but we'll talk about that another day. Those are withdrawals. <laughs> uh, I might need to grab one of those nuts or something down there. But anyway, <laughs> pass it along. Thanks. I don't know what you don't like about black coffee. That's how you taste the flavor of the coffee. Exactly. That's the reason I have to have flavored <laughs> creamer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. I just wish the coffee I brewed at home tasted as good as the like really good restaurant coffee. Yeah. You ever? I mean, everybody has had a, a cup in a restaurant or maybe even a diner. You know, my. I come from back east, and my dad, we would go out to breakfast at these diners that literally were a diner car, you know, but the coffee was the best you ever, ever had. And I always thought, well, how the heck do they make that, you know? But the flavor is just, oh, really yeah. good. Or is that back to production and service and quality and quantity and all that kind of stuff, right, right. Dave? Yeah. Making the best possible coffee they can. Yeah. 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 Yep. So. Yep. What was that book that you bought everybody that I saw haven't read? What what was that? I missed <laughs> the, it. The book that you bought everybody, you and Dave bought the book, um, The Best Damn. It's Your Ship. Oh, oh yeah. It's Your Ship. Yeah. yeah. That guy, was yeah. a good book. And the guy said, we're going to be the best damn ship in the Navy. Yep. yep. Right? Yep. yep. So same yeah. thing. Yeah. And how, how are we going to do that? You know? Yeah. He would be a good guest for the podcast. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> Wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? He, do, he does speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Is he yeah. available? <laughs> yeah, that was that that other one. That I think about too to have come in the man on fire that the when he was burnt, the little boy that was burnt, and he did that whole oh whole yeah deal and become a motivational speaker to find mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what he went through to recover in the hospital and yeah, not yeah. What would that guy do if they switched material on him? To probably go haul it. Y- yeah, there'd be nothing <laughs> for him, right? Right. You know when you yeah, ooh, they talk about. You know, scrubbing him every day to get the dead skin off of him and the pain and Jeez. what he went through and stuff like that. Yeah. Guys, good to move on? Yeah. Yeah, oh, let's yeah. do it. Cool. Next thing, next thing on the discussion is when does your dispatch end? Anybody want to take a guess? Till the pits close. Till the pits close. <clears throat> so what I'm getting at this, and I've heard this a few times, is, you know, dispatch now sends your dispatch out. And let's say you had... Four fry rocks to plant 12. 
and you go load your fourth one up and then you think you're done. Like your dispatch hasn't ended because you don't have another dispatch on your axon. You need a call for another one. <clears throat> we need to haul every single load that we can right now. So can you do that the other way too? If you don't receive a dispatch the night before, it does not mean you're off the next day. Come in and show up at five still right. and yeah. ask dispatch for a dispatch. Yeah. yeah. That's all also I mean, we've kept it that way for years and you know, get off in the weeds, but we talk about being hourly or being percentage. You know, when you're percentage, you would think that your dispatch never ends. Why why would you why would you think that? Yeah. But if you were hourly and you got assigned four loads, but you have time to get five, and you just sit there hourly, that's different. Right. And I honestly think everybody knows that because they go through training. I don't know one single trainer that's going to be like, hey, as soon as you finish all your axons, you're done. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of a BS excuse to sit and time manage and stuff like that. Yep. So. Yep. Tell you that, that's, you know, being percentage is definitely the, I don't know what the word is, but it's, it, it goes back to the the saying that time is money. Yeah. You know, why would I sit somewhere for an hour um, waiting to get loaded because they can't open up a chute or something? Hell, is that hour? I'm going to go get some fry rock or sand, and then I'll come back to this customer, and hopefully they're ready for me, you know? Yeah. Right. In- incentivication. Yeah. That's, that's what we're driving, which, which, you know, drives customer service. That's what it's supposed to. Yep. There's other guys that are the opposite. I think it was James Gallegos. Shout out to James in 001. He was going down to somewhere south and knew he wasn't going to have service. He was calling dispatch on his way down there. Hey, can I get my next axon? I'm going to be out of service. Yeah. So well, wasn't it, wasn't it New Raymer? Actually, New so Raymer. it's out yeah. east. Yeah, okay, pro- so yeah. Out east. Whatever the case. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't going to have service. Pro- proactive though. Yeah. You know, helping yeah. us, helping himself. Yeah. Like, but, what am I doing next? I don't want to. I yeah. don't want there to be any problems. And I want to know what's next. Yeah. yeah if he's so. coming in from out east, can he cut across someplace or do something or go south or whatever? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Awesome. <clears throat> Questions from the audience. Gene Freeman. Good question here, Gene. Will Yard 23 have more space when parking our trucks so we're not mirror to mirror? Is question number one. Yeah, great question. So just to joke with you a little bit, Gene, no, we're going to make it even smaller <laughs> because of all the backing accidents we have into each other and how tight it is and we enjoy the damage and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sorry. That was, maybe that's not funny. Uh, Gene, no good news, man. Yeah. I think the, the parking places are like 10 and a half feet maybe or something like that. We got them measured up to, we got them as tight as possible. Um, we looked at measuring them when I, when I measured the back fence at the new yard, uh, 12 foot parking places, it was 87 trucks easily fit, and that was just using the back back side of the fence against the creek there. Um, so yeah, definitely more space. Um, we're just you know we're going to eliminate backing accidents if we can do that in our own yard, and that'll be the other thing. It'll be more critical when you back into somebody. It's going to be more your fault. Right. You know, it just shouldn't happen, and and we're going to try to eliminate that. Make it make it better for you guys, easier. But then again, when it happens, it's going to be even worse. Right. So just for clarification, you're saying we're going from 10 and a half or 10 foot, 5 inches to 12 feet? 12 feet wide. Wow. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's what we're, that's, that's the, that's the safest space 
you know, 102, you know, that is, is like 10 feet wide, or mm-hmm. I think 102 is, is it 10 feet? 102 is? 120. 120, yeah. yeah. So we're 102 wide. So that's the reason the 10 and a half feet, that gives you just barely enough for the mirrors to get squeezed in there. So gotcha. we're going to go to 12 feet. That's what, that's what we consider a good parking space nice. width is. The difference between all other parking areas compared to Costco. Yeah, oh, man, I was going to. I love that. Those huge, right? I yeah, was bring, I love those parking yeah. areas. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, and I'm like, oh, I need to get off Costco. But yeah, the first thing I noticed is they got double white lines on each side of your parking spot. I'm like, this is great. I could park anywhere. Yep, good stuff. Second uh, question from Gene Freeman is: Will there be an exit that's not blocked by people fueling <laughs> or coming in, so it's a smooth, easy exit? Yeah, so that that'll be the other thing. Of course, you know we'll fight through that, you guys. But um, you know the big plan, ten thousand foot view. Um, also, uh, you know, written down on the napkin, we want to take. We have a, a twelve thousand gallon tank being delivered over to the yard twenty three. We'll have our ten thousand gallon tank here. We'll bring them both over and have six pumps on each one of them if we can. Um, and then that way, if either tank breaks down, we'll have, we can still fuel the fleet, but it will, you'll be able to pull past whoever's fueling and also have a big line of, of a lot of pumps to fuel through. How that, how that configuration will look, I'm not quite sure, but that's the, that's the goal, you know. Just listening to you right now, Jim, that's clarifying that's 12 pumps in total. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that. Wow, like. That would be great. Wouldn't the goal be to everybody everybody fuel and death at night, and then the morning is just it's one yeah, way just, both ways. You're just driving out, yeah, yeah. If you can, and I that's that's the the look at it. So you're you're doing the three dispensers with six hoses is what you're trying to get to, you know, and then have that to be able to do that on both sides, and you know the as you guys will get get going in and out of the yard twenty three. Not only the new building being built, but as you drive in the gate the scale there there's a really nice scale in a scale house that'll be in the way you yeah. know that will need to be moved because that's where as you come down the street that's where the fueling will happen you know as you come into the yard so lots of stuff slow process I, you know i want to give a couple updates um you know we were shooting for the august 1st date of moving out of the west yard um looks like we'll delay that for about a week i think what we're shooting for is next friday to have all the trucks at the west yard start uh, move them over Friday and Saturday uh, next week uh, to move over to yard 23 um, we have we did get a, a loader rented uh, Scooby's been working his ass off moving there's some there's a concrete base in one of the ponds that's there that were filled he's got about it half empty uh, we got a, a big wa 500 Komatsu that we rented eight and a half yard bucket on it he's been moving some material during he'll probably have that done this week and then we're going to push material back in it so um we delayed it a week because we're we're possibly thinking about changing up the parking will be better for everybody we'll be parking up front if we can get that fixed um like i said the the tank will be delivered it's twelve thousand gallons uh we meet with the uh shoko oil over there next tuesday to go over things we picked up our new compressor mikey did last night for the shop there was a piece of concrete that was sticking up in the shop. We had that ground um, last week. Um, the, the one part of the shop is just steel walls. 
has never been insulated. Uh, we got a bid on it last night or yesterday. I met the guy. They're coming out to spray foam that next week. Um, so that'll give some insulation, heat and cold, obviously. Uh, so that's going on. Uh, Mikey will get that compressor installed. Um, we've got the trash out of there. Uh, there was a, from the old owners, there was some trash left for us. A um, couple of the guys have already used the scale there, weighed in and out. Oh, that's the other thing. The scale at the West Yard, you guys, we took the scale house. West Yard plant 11 scale does not work. We're mm -hmm. not using that anymore. If anybody needs to weigh Yard 23, that's where we're going. That's 5400 Forest, 52nd and Forest, you guys. Um, just over on the other side of the river on 270, if you don't know where the new yard's at, that's where we're weighing trucks. If you need to weigh, you can go in there at any time and weigh. We'll get you hooked up. Um, yeah, just just good stuff, you guys. Excited. Uh, uh, that's what Ken's back. Um, he's going to be helping a lot with Yard 23. He's got a construction background, um, can run equipment, do that kind of stuff. Uh, he was a, a good team member when he was here, and we need labor. You know, we just need people helping and, and doing that kind of stuff. And so that's that's part of the reason to bring Ken back. And just excited. Things are coming together, you know. Um, uh, anything else, you guys, you can think of? We can, we can that mention that, that you guys have, you know, been part of? Yeah, I mean, not so much that I've been part of it, but you, you kind of touched on it eventually the big picture when we're all over there and there's an office the cars won't be coming in and out where the trucks coming in and out no so that kind of backs up to gene's question like the car traffic you're going to have a key fob that's going to get you in the gate you're going to park and you're going to walk to your truck so we'll eliminate the cars coming in as trucks are coming out absolutely jam we've been so busy trying to get moved over, get permitting, get the power turned on, get, you know, the water switched in our name, all, all the details when you buy a new piece of property and, and you work through the details and things like that. But me and Dave need to find somebody. And of course, you know, you try to save money and do stuff like that. But the big thing, our next step there is uh, what we call a conceptional or what's called a conceptional review. And that's where you can take your plans into the city and here's a conceptual drawing and they'll do a review of what we have. And we'll pay somebody to do a conceptual drawing, maybe a model that we can have here at this, mm. this yard. We can have it over there at the other yard. But everybody can come in and see and go, hey, wow, that's, that's cool or that's awesome. Or the big thing is, is when people look at it, go, why are you doing that? Right. You know, oh, I wish it was this way, you know, because we get feedback from so many drivers that, that participate about, you know, what about doing it this way? What about doing this way? You know, I, I, we talk about him a lot. He's been on the show. Chris Beam. I mean, last week, my Saturday or two weeks ago, he was calling me all the time. Hey, Jim, the, the, the dry rock at, God, where was that? Oh, Morrison. The dry rock, because I was like, oh, everybody, be careful with the bends, you know. Make sure what you're loading, don't max out. You know, Chris Beam calls me on the phone. Hey, the dry rock's up above, a loader loads that. <laughs> uh, thanks, Chris. You know, but we need that. I don't right. I don't know that. You know, and he's on top of it, helping me. You know, there, there was a road closure going up to, to Fair Play. And, you know, Chris calls me on the phone. Talk about, talk about good stuff. And he goes, hey... 
I don't want to say it on the radio. I don't want to panic everybody because a couple people have already called in. Dale's on it. But he said, I also have a road closure showing on one of my apps. And he said, so we, we need to check, Jim. And I just get on the radio and go, okay, everybody stop. You know, pull over. Give us 15 <clears throat> minutes to find out what's going on. Let's chase this down. Right. I wouldn't have done that without Chris. Right. You know, and so I'm mentioning Chris. You know, we're talking about him. I, I'd like to mention everybody if we're if they're participating. Yeah, everybody's got to call you about a road closure. <laughs> right, right. And <laughs> that's dangerous. That opens the door, right, Jim? Yeah. How, how many texts will we get? Wow. But, yeah, and and also if you're that silent warrior that, that's not – not calling me, not participating. It's not that you're not valuable and not appreciated either. Right. Love it. That was long-winded, wasn't it? Not at all. <laughs> I just love when other people talk on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here dying, famished. <clears throat> Safety topics of the week. JR, you want to take this? We we'll talk about uh, not running the cylinder to the end of the ram and what to do in case of an oil spill. That would be a hydraulic fluid spill. Actually, <laughs> you're the perfect guy to have talk about this because you were the guy that went out and cleaned it up. Yeah. Both yeah. spills, right? Yeah. The, the grain. And the grain. You and shoveled for two days straight. Yeah, two days. I was, I was cleanup crew. Yeah. But you did it joyfully, too, and I just want to point that out. There was no, like, oh, I don't. I don't clean up hydraulic spills. <laughs> I'm safety. I'm safety. I don't right? clean up grain right? spills. Yeah. You're all over it. Do you need help, Yeah. No, nope. this one's easier than the last one. I got it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I thought it was going to be harder, but he's like, no, it's no, easy, easy to clean up. And I didn't realize that the trailer's on this like upper level, right. and you can move the trailer down to a lower <laughs> level and just shovel the stuff now, into I it. I did see that in the picture, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I bet they moved the trailer. Yeah, that sure beats over at Coors when we're – chucking that stuff up 10 yeah. feet in the air yeah, yeah like was, on that on that one day we almost killed ed oh Ritter. we did yeah i thought for sure i mean we're gonna mobilize a skidster we're gonna do this yeah you know jr's like up oh, grab a couple shovels i got it and i'm like you need help he's like no and then he's driving up there and i'm like ah it just doesn't feel right it doesn't feel right <laughs> Next thing I know, all right, we're all done. I'm yeah, like, oh, that feels right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. To be fair, uh, shout out to Ryan, Ryan Emerling. He was up there, obviously, trying to get that sweet water load, um, trying to get all that cleaned up, first responder, basically. Um, there was another five guys. The only the only name I got was Larry, which I think he was either the boss or the supervisor over there. Mm-hmm. Was, all those guys were already shoveling. Nice. So. The Sweetwater guys. The Sweetwater right? guys. From the brewery. So, right. Yes. Okay. So, so what's the, the you know, not to interrupt you, JR, what's their culture? Do those guys they, need to shovel? They like they don't. beer. <laughs> they <laughs> take pride in their beer and making it. <laughs> yeah, but shout out to them. I mean, they pretty much had the whole job handled. By the time I got there, I don't know, maybe top 10, 15 minutes of shoveling is what I had to do, but uh-huh. they were already there for, what, two hours maybe? Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. they had a really sweet contraption with the forklift, and it's just a little miniature gondola, maybe the size of two uh, two skid steer buckets, right? And we were just shoveling it all in, and between six guys, seven guys with Ryan, um, that thing got filled up real quick. Uh-huh. They'd fill it up, they'd go up to the trailer, Lift it all the way up, and there was a little latch system. Oh, yeah. And I was already thinking about it. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to hit the inside of the trailer. Something's going to go on, right? So he goes up to it. He gets perfect over the trailer, hits the latch with the rope because the latch is all the way up there. So he's pulling on the rope. 
unlatches and it just goes flops over and dumps everything in there he brings it right back down brings the forklift down as he's backing up and we're back at it here we go perfect so it was really quick was it their first rodeo huh well this is the first time i know of that they helped out so that was great you know because the first one that we had in the winter time that was me scooby and uh i forgot who else was there if it was pat or or the driver himself but that was on our own and that was frozen material Mm. but yeah definitely shout out to them for for helping out with that you know they didn't have to but yeah they're all people yeah yeah Yeah. good people yeah yeah and and positive attitude i'll give you that much too they didn't have to be out there they didn't have to clean up our mess yeah and they had because they were drinking already? They were joking. Probably. No, no, I, I, you know? I shouldn't say that. As Jam's Coffee, he said that it got made in <laughs> rum barrels or whatever. Maybe that's what they do too, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I got to ask, JR, just get back on track. And I, I know you cleaned up the, the hydraulic one, but how about the Ram one? You know, what do, what do we... The Ram one, I mean, you got to think about it. You go all the way to the top of the Ram, of the hoist there. You have all that pressure building up inside that hoist to lift it. And it comes to an abrupt stop, just like electricity. All that fluid needs to go, you know, through the, through the, what is, what's the word I'm looking for? The easiest path, I guess Mm -hmm. you can say, right? Where's the easiest path path on these hoists? It's the hose. And usually it's always the hoses that rupture. And in this case, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the hose come out of the hoist or did it rupture? I I didn't, I didn't see that. I, I thought it popped. I, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't see that part of it. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't see it either, but it came out of the hoist. So, wow, pretty much everything that was in there was coming out, right? Sure. Um, just a big mess, and and all hydraulic ruptures are they're pretty messy. Yeah, I mean, they are. Yeah, because they're mineral oil. They're right. not. They're they're a, not a. They're a hydraulic oil, but they're a mineral oil. So they're a natural oil yeah. that's non poisonous, non. Contamin, go right back in the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So I mean, if anybody's seen diesel spill, even a gallon, it just spreads. You know, yeah. unless you contain it or clean it up, put some road base on it. And you know, in this case, um, unfortunately, we didn't contain it, and it just got messy. Mm-hmm. It got messy real, real quick. And um, yeah, the only thing I could say about that is, yeah, don't run your ram all the way up to the top. I mean, you already know there's only about five stages on these hoists. Why go all the way to the top? Just go up until that, you know, four and a half stage or, or right before it's going to hit that top. You know your trailer more than anybody. Yeah. Yeah, so just I don't know how everybody was trained. I don't, I'm not sure how we're training. And, you know, I've done it for years. I mean, super done. Dave's done it for years. I'm, I'm sure you guys have too. You know, we all we all run the trailer up, and and I've hit the top of the hoist, right? And that's you, you immediately, or you try to do it as fast as you can. You put it in neutral. You're at the top and everything. But what Jr. saying, you guys, is you do not, you shouldn't. I mean, that that is the whole point of the conversation, right? You should not ever run the hoist to the end of the ramp. That that should be a no no. That is just hard on everything. At some point, it will possibly break it. It's either hard on the pins, hard on the seals, hard on the rings. It's hard on something. So if you guys listening can develop the habit of looking out the back window, which that's a that's a give me. We're all looking out the back windows, right? And you get to and I and I haven't counted them a long time, but you see that fourth stage or that fourth ring pop out of the the doghouse 
or the top of the bottom of the trailer. That's where the Rams held in is what we call the doghouse. The minute that shows, stop. You know, the, the extra foot you raise it is not going to get any more material out. It's not going to help one bit. It's not, it's not doing anything except for stressing the hydraulic system, stressing the ram when you're hitting that. So if everybody wants to learn not to, not to hit the ends of the ram, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Also, you don't need to wrap your engine up to 1,500 RPM to full send it either. No. You know, so when you're already when you're already running it to the top of the ram and causing that that to that ram to bottom out or top out, but then you're full sending it, right? It's just it makes no sense. You know, we had a call from a driver the other day. <clears throat> this is why this is on here. And he said, Hey, you know, I'm watching, you know, this truck. He's wrapping he's wrapping it all the way up and just full sending it. I'm like, Okay, well let me pull some video. I pull it. Well, not only is he full sending it and topping the ram out, <clears throat> not looking out the back, not looking out the back window, and I believe if I'm not incorrect, didn't have his PP arm when he got out of the truck. And and the other killer thing was the pinch valve, right? You oh, couldn't yeah. tell you he pulled the button. No, nope. he squeezed his pinch valve and set his st- setting his brake on a on a ramp and got out and got, got out. out. Yeah, so just so much wrong there. Like that's not our culture. That's not what we preach. That's not going up above and beyond. That's not better. That's easier. Yeah. And this just makes the case worse. It's on the ramp. It's on it's the at ramp. one of the plants with a ramp on it. So yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean and, and and you guys, we can you know, this is a safety topic and we talk about we can go on and on and on about the little differences and, and we try to educate you guys. So that pump, just like Jam said, it's pumping the same amount at let's say a thousand RPMs to 2000 rpms it might sound different because you've wrapped the truck up but it's just pumping the same amount it's not doing anything different it's the same thing on your air compressors the air compressors at a certain rpm don't pump any more than they do at idle and and i and i don't know the exact ones but like at a thousand rpms it's pumping 100 cfm at 2000 rpms it's pumping 100 CFMs because right. it's made to keep up with your truck at 900 RPMs, at a low RPM. Sure, it's going a little faster, but but you're not gaining anything by wrapping that truck up and doing that. So look at the motors, too. We're, we're having a big conversation. The new trucks that we're getting, the the we've got two on the road right now. Um, Jesse's picking the third one up. We're still looking at decking three at a time and bringing the rest in. But with the new emissions change, they've lowered the RPMs again on those trucks. So literally between 800 and 900 RPM, you have your full torque. 1,800 foot-pounds of torque. You can drive that truck around at 1,000 RPMs and never hurt it. Never, and that, In fact, that it's in its sweet spot at 1,000 RPMs. And all of us, you know, we were trained at 1,800 RPMs, you know, running at 2,000 RPMs. Right, Super Dave? That's right. And to see that, to hear that, to listen to that, it's all not natural. But that's, that's the change and that's the development, you know. And so when you're, like, backing up the ramp, let the truck idle up the ramp. You know, you, you give it fuel and you, you get – you know, 1,800 foot-pounds of torque right at your rear wheels spinning in the sand to push you up the ramp. You, you don't need that, you guys. And 
Same thing with the hydraulics. Don't, don't wrap it up. Let it idle it up. We have new equipment. We have new PTOs. If it won't idle the load up, we have something wrong. You know, and, and Jam said it a couple times. That's the better way. may not be the easiest way or in our heads the quickest way. So, yeah, uh, got to. Yeah, so if you guys, guys want to be better, quit running the rams to the end of the hoist. They will help everybody out better better on the system. 100%. And, JR, what about when you do have a hydraulic oil spill, though? You never really addressed. Got to try to contain it. I think containment is the very first the very first thing as an operator or driver, first responder on that scene is containment. You don't want it to get into the material that you just delivered, or you don't want it getting into the sewer system, regardless if it was a mineral-based oil or anything, because yeah. it clogs up or whatever the yeah. case may be, you know? And Somebody's not going to like it, Jim. Yeah. I mean, look for something to contain it, whether it's a spill kit or uh, the very the very material you just delivered. I mean, I'm sure just a little bit to create some type of a barrier will help. Anything helps at this point. And uh, stay on scene. I mean, staying on scene and helping out with what you can. Again, we go back to customer service. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. Hey, we just screwed up or, or we just had a malfunction and I'm here to take care of it. You know, you're the first guy on scene. You're the, the first person to respond to that. And you're taking responsibility at that point with our customer and saying, we're going to take care of this. Ab- now, if you leave the scene, customer probably doesn't feel too good about that. He's like, well, this guy just left or this person just left, you know, and oh. Are they going to come back? Oh, you know what? We got to we got to email them, or we got to tell them. Yeah, and then people are driving through it. It's getting tracked out everywhere. Just not a good look for us or for the driver. Yeah, yeah, and and assess that. So, you know, I guess I want to have that conversation with you, Jr. Is you know you're you're saying cover it with something or or you know put a dam around it or containment and stuff. Okay, the hose breaks. The hose could break running the trailer up. Okay, so so it's under pressure. But it depends on which line. It's probably the high-pressure line on top of the deck plate or the one right into the trailer. So if you're a stage up, you're going to lose a stage worth of oil, right? If you're all the way up, you're going to push probably 45 gallons of oil out on the ground. But I think what JR is getting at, too, is, is you guys, we may have this happen, but it's mineral oil. It's not dangerous. There's no reason to panic. Um you know, the best thing to do is you, you don't even have to call dispatch right away. What JR is saying is let's contain the oil spill. Address the oil spill. Is is your truck going to be better in neutral or or in lower? You know, if it's in lower, if you have the, the deal in lower, which a lot of them won't stay there, is you're still draining oil out of the system. Got to go somewhere. Got to go somewhere. So think about it. What You know, where was the hose at? Where was the brake at? What do I need to do? Can I throw some sand on it? Can I even throw some squeegee on it? Even rock, like JR said. Let Put some rock around it. Then call dispatch. Or before you even call dispatch, let the customer know. Hey, can you bring me a little bit of sand if it's at a plant? Over there. You know, we'll pay you back for the sand. Or, you know, Brandon, they're not going to charge us for the sand. They understand. They know, they're in the business, right? Have him bring you a little bit of sand in the bucket and dump it. Contain it. You know, then move your truck out of the way or move the truck out of the way. Then let dispatch know. Don't don't panic. You know, get a hold of, if you can't get a hold of dispatch or something like that, get a hold of one of the safety guys. Call JR. Call K2 
Ken, call Pat, call Scooby. Go, hey, I just had a hydraulic line go. go. I just need some help over here. I haven't called dispatch and I haven't called the shop yet. Hmm. All, all good stuff, but you, you guys can handle it. It's, it's not that difficult and it's not dangerous. There's no reason to flip out, but I, I think the big point to what JR said is not to leave, yep. not just yeah. leave the customer hanging, yep. you know? Sue, what do you got for a high road hauling today? Well, I'll tell you, we touched on this a couple times um, in our discussion earlier, but uh, I think it's important for everybody because everybody is faced with how to make a proper decision. Um, and decisions are super important. Um, they affect a lot of people. So today's high road hauling is how to make informed decisions. When it comes to making high stake decisions, it's important to correctly identify the choices at hand, gather all the available information and make the most informed decision possible. It doesn't matter if you're a world leader or just a normal everyday person, a decision you make has the potential to affect many, especially the ones you love. Some of those decisions are trivial, short-term decisions like what to have for breakfast or what type of clothes to wear. The stakes are high with complex decisions as they require you to gather information, brainstorm potential solutions, analyze all possible alternatives, and ultimately arrive at the best course of action. And each part of the decision-making process may require complex problem-solving skills. So decision makers must understand each part of the step-by-step -step process. Uh, here are seven steps to help you make informed decisions. Number one, identify the problem. The first step of effective decision making is to correctly identify the problem that must be solved. This might sound simple, but it's impossible to begin working on a plan if you don't fully understand the question. Collect your data. Number two, collect data and information. After you've accurately identified the decision that must be made, it's time to enter the information gathering phase. Good decision making requires you to be as informed as possible to tackle the problem from all angles. Number three, brainstorm all possible <sighs> angles. Use the information you gathered in the previous step to generate as many solutions as you can. This helps identify the best alternatives. And don't worry if any of these will ultimately lead to the right decision quite yet. Important decisions often require outside-the-box thinking, so feel, feel free to be as creative as possible during this part of the process. Number four, weigh your alternatives. Now that you have a list of potential solutions, it's time to analyze each one. When you make tough decisions, there are different approaches that you can take when exploring your options. Get out a piece of paper, make a list, pros and cons of each one. Um, make a flow chart or a, a decision tree, uh, looking for any red flags that may raise along the way. Number five, take your pick. Once you've decided all relevant information and analyzed the alternatives, it's time to make a hard decision. However, it can some, sometimes be difficult to pull the trigger, even when a decision is staring you in the face. If you find yourself plagued with indecision or dwelling on the worst case scenario, you may just have to trust your gut. Number six, enact a plan. After completing your individual decision-making process, you'll need to develop a plan to put that decision into action. And then this is something I think people um, 
kind of fail to do a lot, but review your decision. Once a certain amount of time has passed, it's time to analyze the results and examine how that decision came out and um, remain objective. Did your decision achieve the desired results? If it feels like you made the wrong decision, review each step of your decision-making <coughs> process and see what went wrong. If you feel positive about the outcome of your decision, move forward with confidence and don't look back. And the quote this week um, is really, really good. We did talk about this earlier. Um, but when your values are clear to you, making decisions becomes easier. Mm. And that is by Roy E. Disney. Do you know who Roy Disney is? The last name sounds familiar. <laughs> it is, yes. Everybody knows who Disney is, but everybody thinks about Walt Disney, right? Well, Walt Disney created Disneyland in California. Uh, he was always partners with his brother, Roy Disney. Ah. And uh, after they purchased the property in Florida to, to make Disney World, um, they never finished it. Walt died. And Roy ah. Disney was really the creative force behind Disney World. Wow. wow. He actually got it finished. <clears throat> nice. Wow. Good yeah. info. Good stuff. Final thoughts, everybody? Yeah, for myself, we just talk about so much stuff. Listening to your your high road hauling, Dave, and I just think of one of the things we, we talk about is, you know, stopping. And then I and the best thing you can do when you're trying to make a decision and stuff like that is just stop. You know, if you're if you're doing something, having something on the job site or whatever, just stop, you know. In the the Navajo stick, when we were talking about that, just stop and listen, you know, and and maybe, you know, when we're talking about, you know, we discussed the haul rates or or running the trailer to the top of the hoist, stop before you get to the top of the hoist, you know, stop and think about what everybody else is faced with on on you know the change of materials, what's what's really going on, how how can I help? You know, and then and then just like you said, Dave, review that decision, you know, as the the steering committee and the leadership team are trying to be a leader. We set and, and me personally, I say me personally, I review my decisions all day long. You know, when I when I I lose more sleep over what I did for the day than what I have to do the next day some days because. What I'm doing for the next day is fixing what I did the day before, <laughs> and and trying to trying to make it better. So yeah, the uh, my final thought would be just 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 stop, just stop before you pull on the scale, you know, stop before you change lanes, you know, stop and look out the back window, stop and roll down your windows when you're when you're backing in someplace, you know, uh, just just all those little stop the tarp before you you know holding the button. You know, and running it in, and and uh, you know when you're when you're turning so short in the yard or something like that, stop and take a take a wider turn. You can you can use that word every place to make it to make things better, and and you know maybe even stop and review your character and what and what your what your decisions are going to do to other people. You know, I before I yelled at Holly about the creamer. <laughs> I needed to stop and think that there's a possibility they just don't make it anymore, like Jam said, or they're just out of it. So that would be be kind of my my final thought there. And then and then one other thing I ran across is 
Michael Phelps, he was talking about how many mornings that he just didn't want to get up. Hmm. Just didn't want to get up and do that workout or whatever he had planned. And he said, you know, if you if you review he's for himself, he said, if I review a lot of great athletes and and things, everybody talks about how they did the difficult thing. They made themselves do the difficult thing. And the difficult thing, JR, is to wake up positive. Mm. You know, most of us don't have to go to a three-hour workout or, you know, study something we don't want to do. We just have to wake up with a positive attitude or create a positive attitude. And that's the hard part of our mornings. And maybe maybe by doing that, well, I'm not even going to say maybe. By doing that, that will make us all champions. Yes. Not a gold medalist, not getting winning the swimming race, but a gold medalist as a human being. That's awesome. It reminds me of Bella. Anytime you ask her what giving your very best means, she always says doing the hard things. And I never really know where she got that from, you know what I mean? But just doing the hard things. Yeah. 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 Awesome. It's a choice. You don't realize it, Jim. She got it from you and Ace. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ain't nothing easy. (laughs) Yeah, that's the, that, there's, there's, nothing is easy. Nothing's easy. Nothing worth, I mean, yeah. You You know? You got to fight for the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shutting the, (laughs) shutting the kitchen cabinet. (laughs) It seems easy. It's still something you have to do. Right. You know? Super, JR. Yeah, I actually thought I was going to talk about something else for my final thoughts, but listening to Jim, I came up with something else that is important, and I think everybody needs to listen more. Listening is so important, not only because you want to hear the the truth or the facts or whatever, but people appreciate being listened to. If I'm speaking, I want somebody to listen to what I have to say. That's important, you know. And then that other person who is doing the listening will get so much more out of it. You have to learn how to listen. And I think everybody should practice listening. I love that. I love that. I try to do that when I get home, you know. So it's so easy, like, you know, as much as we all love JFW, it's kind of like you said, Jim. Like, you go home and you're, you're it's like, a, yeah. my mind's like a Rolodex. It just won't stop. You know what I mean? And it's just like, sometimes I pull over to like wash it off before I get inside. And it's easy for me to walk in the house and kiss my wife hi, give Bella a hug and start going about my night and not really pay attention. But they have so much to tell me. You know what I mean? And it's like, you got to ask yourself like, okay, what is my wife and daughter or whoever contending with today? What did they have to deal with today? And, you know, shut it down and sit down with them and, and listen. So great point, Super Dave. Yeah, Yeah, um, I keep saying it that, you know, positive, uh, being positive is a choice. It's everybody's choice, you know. Bad things happen in the world. Bad things happen in our lives, whether it's at work or outside of work. But it's all about how you handle those things. And if you're going to let things get you down all the time, it's not going to, it's going to be a rough, a rough road. Um, But choosing to be positive I mean, that's, that's just a, it brings out, it brings along a lot of good changes in, in one's life. You know, there's been two or three times where some of the drivers tell me, you know, they're like, JR, I've never, ever seen you mad. You know, you're, you're always smiling, you're always loud or whatever, you know, and they don't know this, but maybe, maybe I have issues at home. Right. But then I come here, what, what good does it do for me to take out 
have that negative energy on on everybody here you know right that's just not the case so uh my final thought would be that you know choose to be happy choose to be appreciative choose to listen um and uh choose to look at the bigger picture of 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 things you know yeah i guess my final thoughts very good jr is a combination of all of yours <laughs> so <clears throat> do your very best do things that are better not easier get the big picture be thoughtful of others and ask yourself what may they be contending with and even what maybe what's jfw contending with today you know so that's my final thoughts yeah do you do you mind if I don't? <laughs> I got. I got to add. You got more final. Your final, final thoughts. My final, final thoughts. Let's it's like do it. it's my like my two dad jokes. Yeah, man. You know, I just. It, 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 we can make that uh, WBDD <laughs> portion there. What would Brother Dave do or say in this case? We're we're gonna bring it back around, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. So I don't have another final thought. Just hit us with another dad joke. So, so I'm not the only one. Yet yeah, jam on your on your, you know, going home to to Bella and and Ace. You know, when I, exact same thing when I walk in the door and, because I can say I am JFW, right? I mean, as such, is what is more important to that than that, than my day, right? Right? And what's going on with, with my life and God, but there's two other people, you know, my middle daughter's living with us right now. Allie's there. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying two other people, but there are, there's two other people at home that, that, yeah, I want to know what's going on in their life, and and there is things more important than JFW. I guess right. I wanted to say that maybe a maybe an apology to to Holly and Allie if I've not done that over the years, which I know I have not done that over the years, right? You know, it's just it's just happened. So yeah, that that part of it, I, I wanted to mention that, and and you know what you said, Super Dave, on, on your final thoughts, switching it up is just is spot on. You know, I, I appreciate that. That's that's good stuff. You know that we, I don't know, we're we try awful hard. You hear, you guys, and and uh, on Dave's final thought, there is people just need to listen. And I want to give a shout out to Linda because, and, and probably you, Jam, you might have taken some of the 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 text, but the switch yesterday to to fries. Linda took nothing. She listened all day long. You know what a superhero? I know, I know we mentioned um, like Veronica running out, but Linda took everybody's shit yesterday huh. and listened to it. She didn't get on the radio and complain. She didn't complain to me. She didn't, you know, and you guys, she got some nasty texts. Hmm. Threatens yeah. about... I bet. I, I don't make enough money. I'm losing money. I should just quit. And she listened all day. And I want to leave you guys with that. Huh. I don't like that. So. And she's here again. Here doing again. It, doing yeah. it all over here again. Here again. Didn't, didn't with a complain. smile on her face. Didn't complain. I mean, she was just like Veronica running out to help that woman. Yep. She helped Every person at JFW yesterday. Tell you what, you guys want to know who has the most demanding seat in the house? I mean, Jim, I know you and Brother Dave, you guys, we, lots of responsibilities, lots of lots of moving parts, lots of pieces, and at the end of the day, everything falls on your shoulders. But the most demanding seat in the house is Linda's seat. Yeah. We, we ain't shit. Yeah. We, we ain't shit 
Jim, not not compared to that seat. No, no. A- a- any one of the dispatchers, wherever they're running, because they have everything is on them. Yep. You know. And when you say everything, <laughs> everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. Call ins, call out, customers, tarps, loads, switch blowouts, this. spills, switches, tires. <laughs> yeah. Switch this, switch that. I don't like that switch. Like just. <laughs> Just, you know, here's plan A. Oh, plan A is done. And now you're on triple Z. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. just ran out of material. We're out of power. We lost power. We, yeah. I don't like that. The, you know, I mean, I mean, in the middle of any, everything yesterday, we were having our water line repaired and the, the owner walks in and wants a load of squeegee. Right. <laughs> you know who I pointed him to? Right. Linda right there. <laughs> she'll, t- she'll help you out. Yep. Joyfully. Out. Linda shout helped. Out, shout out to Linda, Dale, Randy. Yeah. Absolutely. Angie. Okay. You yeah. know, yeah, Angie. it's it's gosh, you guys, it is not easy. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's hit them with the creed. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That's a that's a good way to finish jam. <laughs> oh. Together, Together we, we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together, Together we are accident free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Yeah, I mean, we even talked about maybe not even having podcasts today, but I'm glad we did. It feels good, yeah, doesn't it? Does it? I, good. I hope you guys all feel good out there, everybody. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely it's good stuff. And yep. I'm gonna start a rumor. I'm gonna start a rumor before we go, but we might have safety meetings next week. Ooh, yeah, we in, should we should talk about that in person safety meetings. Yep. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll see what we're contending with that morning. <laughs> right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and listen to us next week. Have a great day, folks. Have a great day. Have a great week, guys.